Hello, Feisties. I'm Sarah Gross, CEO and founder of Feisty Media. And I'm here to tell you that our foundational strength training course, Strong, is on sale now through April 10th. If you're like me, you probably get a lot of crap in your Instagram or Facebook feed telling you how you should look or how you will feel if you look a certain way. As summer approaches, this only gets worse. We are told we should have a quote unquote summer body as if our bodies somehow morph into something completely different just because the weather changes. And frankly, over here at Feisty Media, we are totally sick of it. Because at Feisty, our vision is to build an empowering culture for active women. We want to shift our attention away from what our bodies look like and focus instead on what our bodies can do especially during the summer months when having the physical strength to do the activities we love is so important. The Strong Course is designed to take any woman, regardless of your starting point, through everything you need to know to level up your strength training journey. It includes a 16-week program to help you progress from wherever you are to lifting heavy or heavy-ish with dumbbells or a barbell. It also includes modules on the physiology of strength training for women, nutrition, how we keep ourselves injury free and more. I want every woman to be able to do the things that bring her joy and be strong enough to do them for life. Enrollment in this course is now open and you can sign up and learn more at womensperformance.com forward slash strong or check the show notes of this episode for the link. And for those of you who are among the 800 women who have already taken the Strong Course with one of our previous cohorts, congratulations on taking the plunge. And to the rest of you, see you in the course in April. Make this summer your strongest and best ever. Head over to womensperformance.com forward slash strong today. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast with me, Molly Herford. So this month, we are focused all on product-based businesses, which is super interesting, honestly, whether you actually plan to sell product or whether you're even starting your own non-product-based business, uh, just because we're really learning a lot about the ins and outs of how to how to make things and really figuring out processes, I think is like the big thing this month. So today we have Kate Arsenault on talking about founding Runner, which is spelled R-N-N-R. Definitely go check them out if you're looking for running hats. Like, let me tell you, I am very picky about my running caps, and these ones are awesome. They work super well, they machine wash, they're really cute, so many colors, just really fun. And a big part of her coming up with this brand was trying to find a way to make running feel really inclusive, really fun, and really like you didn't have to be a super pro runner to get the gear, which I think a lot of us can definitely relate with. It can sometimes feel a little intimidating, uh, but you know their their brand is really all about the, the love of running, the fun of running, and the community that comes with running. Uh, so we're not just talking about the, the style of the caps, we're also talking about the manufacturing, the mailing, all of the little things that they do so well. They have really great details with every cap. There's really fun labels that come with them and just the way that they're presented when they come in the mail is just fantastic. And I mean, that's part of the buying experience. So I really enjoyed this episode for getting to kind of think about 
if you're planning on starting or thinking about starting a business where you think, I could make that better, uh, or, you know, I would love to make whatever, uh, this is just a really good behind the scenes look at what it takes to actually start something like that, including all of the uh, potential downsides. It's a risky endeavor when you are starting a product business because you are putting out a lot of, of money, time, effort, energy uh, before you're really seeing much return on investment. So definitely a very scary place to be, but a really cool place to be. All right. Well, without further ado, I will let Kate take it away. Enjoy this conversation with me and Kate Arsena. All right. Kate, thank you so much for joining me on the Business of Fitness podcast. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you. Um, share a little bit about what I've learned with Runner. Amazing. Okay, that was my first question was how to pronounce it because it is R-N-N-R. It's not spelled yes. Runner. So maybe we should almost start with where did that name come from and then backtrack to who you are. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we were playing around with a couple different names. Um, but you know, when, when we came up with the idea of runner, it was more like, we felt like there weren't a lot of brands that were just kind of about running for a good time, um, and having fun. And you kind of had to fall into this category as a runner, either like I'm a super competitive runner, like everything, you know, is like speed time, or if you wanted to like, so you had that runner look, right. And then you have like the athleisure look, you know, something that says like, I like to be active. I like to do yoga or hike or what, like, you know, other. Um, mm -hmm. And so we wanted to create a brand that kind of like made running look cool, like made, made it like a street style slash I can run and formerly want it too. So the idea and the name for runner came with that. Like, I want to be identified as a runner. Like I'm not just an athleisure. I'm not something else. I am a runner. That's so good. I love it. And I'm sure some of this has to do with your own background in running. So let's let's start with the the quick backstory on who you are and how you decided to start this business. Because I mean, we think up awesome business ideas all the time, but the actual <laughs> like creation and getting it off the ground, that that's like a whole nother level here. It it is. Um, you know, and so my background was actually, I grew up um, in Atlanta and, you know, running was not really like a, a sport, like, like coming from my family, like very Southern, a little traditional, it was not um, like people didn't run. Right. So I played basketball. Um, I played softball very competitively and it was um, in my eighth grade year, our school backed up to our local park and they had a 5k like gravel trail around it. So after school between basketball practice, I would go and I would run the trail before practice. And it was just something that I loved to do. Um, and then um, we had like, you know, Olympics or field day or whatever. And they had a competition. I was very shy in school and like, didn't talk to people. Like it was very to myself, but um, for, field day, they were having a competition at who could run the fastest mile. Fastest girl and the fastest boy got to like carry the torch, pretty cool, led by a police car, like all through town and like light the thing and start the Olympics. Um, and I was, I was looking back, super surprised at myself that I wanted to be competitive at it. And I ran and I won, which was pretty impressive. Um, so not bad for a kid who hadn't trained or done anything, but then running coaches came up to me like, you should do running in high school. You should do cross country. You should do this. And I had never even thought about that idea. Um, 
And I ended up not doing it in high school, but it was something that I kept doing on the side. And I'm so glad that I found running because now I can't play basketball. I can't play softball. Like I'll hurt myself. Like I need to just so and running, running does so much just like for mind, body, soul that like, yeah, I, that's one thing I love about running life mm-hmm. sport. And I'll, I'll get to it. Actually, I'll, I'll ask you about this now. It's interesting when work is also kind of what you do for fun. So is it possible for you to get out on runs these days without thinking about work? Um, rarely, rarely. (laughs) Um, but I will say like, so before I started runner, I was a teacher and I worked in, um, special education. And even while running then I still thought about what my work was. So I feel like running is just always just your space to think, you know, it's space to clear your head and reflect on things. So now it's just running, (laughs) which is great. Now it's all running. Yeah. Okay, so from special ed to starting a business, that's a fairly large jump. Academia in general into entrepreneurship is a pretty big, big difference there. So how did how did this come about? Yeah, I um I loved working in the school system and special ed. Um, I coached track and cross country for my schools that I worked with. I loved seeing the kids like grow and develop in that and like find a love for running. Um, but I had my son in 2016 and I worked for a year at home um, doing like legal, legal stuff for a special ed. And it was just like, because if I worked in a school or in, in any capacity in that, like I still wasn't able to pick my kid up. Like I was stretching to pick him up in time for daycare to close. Like I was working so much. My weekends, my nights were all spent doing that. Ironically, I still spend my weekend and nights doing runner, but I have, um, I have more flexibility, you know, and I wanted to be able to be there for my kids mm-hmm. and what you make teaching is not a fortune. And so it was like what I was going to be doing for daycare versus making teaching and time spent. And I just kind of like analyzed my options and I was like, what else could I do that I would still love to do? And running was my other love. So I love it. I love it. How did you settle on hats being the main focus? Um, well, my husband is a product designer by trade. He went to school oh, for nice. industrial design, um, which is really helpful and nice. Um, so, but as runners, we always ran in hats. And I felt like it was one piece of running that, again, kind of like... Um, that you can accessorize with, that you can play with, you can make fun, you can like, you know, kind of like customize it to you. And so I think hats was kind of like our starting point as to like, it. it's something that you can add on to what you already have and it has a little bit of personality into it. So that's how we started on the accessories side. I love that. And I will admit run caps are, are tricky. And now I've gotten to try a couple of the runner caps and I love them. You did a fantastic job. How did, how did you come up with the final designs? How many iterations of this had to happen? Cause I've had some terrible running caps. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's funny. People are like, oh, it's the hat. It's easy. And it's actually really not, it's really hard. Um, people have all different sides and shaped heads. Um, and just to like, materials. Um, I'm from Atlanta where it's real hot and sticky and so many hats don't have any like ventilation. They're like a solid material and it makes it hot. So you're like, I'm trying to get sun protection or I'm trying to like keep my hair out of my face and sweat, but I'm just hot. So, um, 
we went through dozens of like testing hats, materials, sizes, fits, brim lengths. I mean, you name it, everything. So, um, and even still, like before, before this, we're going over sizing and, and, and trying to find like better fits. So we're always looking to improve and it's always like a constant, constant thing to work with. Mm -hmm. Brim size in particular doesn't seem like it'd be a huge deal, but it is a really big deal. I've had so many hats that were just a little too long and it just was so awkward that, I mean, A, it's actually problematic from like a vision standpoint. (laughs) Like if you're on the trail and like your hat's a little too long, you can't really see the stuff in front of you, but also it just looks really stupid in some pictures. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, you've got brim size and people are very, and the other thing I've learned while doing this, people are very passionate one way or the other. Like I want a shorter brim. I want a longer brim. I want a soft brim. I want a fixed brim. So, um, we like to listen. Um, one of our biggest things is getting feedback from people. We work marathons. We have customer surveys that we do, and we're always trying to like figure out what works for people and what doesn't. So we offer a short brim, a standard brim, a new hat we're coming out with has a fixed brim. So it really is like being able to work with, um, you know, everyone's needs. Everyone's got something specific. Mm-hmm. Even just that understanding that there are so many different hat styles and having all of those options, I think is is awesome. And just something that like, it'd be so easy to just be like, here's the one hat to actually have the options. So good. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun learning. Yeah. Okay, so what do you wish you'd known about the product business before you got started? And I mean, granted, you had like a step up with having a husband who knows a bit about the design process, but nonetheless, I know there's a steep learning curve on this. Oh, there's there's a huge learning curve. I mean, he's done the design side of things, but the actual like, um, you know, ordering product and stuff like that. So I think the biggest, one of the biggest things is like, cash to buy stuff Huge. because as a um quickly growing business you cut every time you buy you have to buy more so you're always re-upping and you're always having to buy for the next thing you know it's gonna sell but then you've got to you know so it's this constant funnel and for us um you know we've looked at a lot of options it's like that's that's probably our most challenging point is figuring out how to grow because um my husband and I own Renner now, and it's very important to us that it remains our business. And so to not um, get outside investors and opinions and have to do things like we really want to keep Renner going in the direction that we believe that we created it to go. Um, we've been having to figure out how to self-fund everything. So mm-hmm. I think that's been the biggest learning curve and thing you're getting into this that you think, oh, it'll just cons- it'll roll, it'll roll, it'll roll. But it really is a constant game of finding and scaling so yeah yes because like theoretically it will roll on paper but in reality when you're like (laughs) waiting for checks but another check is due uh it's not rolling super well there (laughs) yeah it's just you know you have to pay for that you have to buy the inventory to sell it and my um my grandmother actually owned a clothing store back in the um 60s to the 80s and i remember as a kid she'd always sell tell me, oh, it was so hard to buy and to figure out, you know, what to buy and how much to buy and, you know, figure out how you're going to buy it. And I would always just hear the stories and it never really resonated until I got, you know, my got into it and was like, oh, yes, I understand now. Yeah, yeah. 
and I mean, you know, you're not doing super neutral colors here. You're doing, you know, very, very fun, very bright stuff. So that's all in a way scarier than than the neutrals but also maybe maybe not maybe you have a thought on this because i'm as i said that i was like well it also could be better because that could be like a faster selling like more like instantaneous kind of thing yeah it's interesting you know and and that's part of the the mystery too right it's like we're going to create these designs what's going to sell well is just kind of like you don't know until you throw it out there. You know, we'll, um, we throw out opinions to our ambassadors and ask them things and um, pitch it around, but you really don't know until you launch something what's going to be a hit and what's not. Mm-hmm. Have you had any surprising hits where you like didn't really expect something to go gangbusters and it's just like... Um, I think what's been interesting is we have our unicorn hat. It's our distance unicorn hat. It's pink and blue. Um, and yellow and white so it's kind of like all of these colors and it was one of the first hats that we did and it's still our best seller by far so I think it's been kind of interesting to see that like we knew it was a good design right and was doing well but to see the longevity of like that that's just like people come up to us like I know that hat I've seen that hat everywhere and it's kind of surprising to see how one hat can really kind of represent runner Mm -hmm. that's awesome Um, now in you know, you have the design, you're the one that has to figure out how these things are getting actually made. What was that like? Because this is something that I think a lot of people uh, don't really think about because, I mean, A, it just would never occur to them until they're actually trying to look for a a vendor, but then also because there are so many online sort of one-off kind of things that aren't going to make fantastic quality. Right. But will pump out your design like very quickly. So how did you, how did you find, how did you even begin to find the place that would manufacture this stuff? Um, a lot of research, you know, um, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of talking, a lot of testing, a lot of sampling, um, finding fabrics too, that we want to use and locating like where the fabrics are milled. And it's just, it's a lot of digging, um, and trial and error and, you know, to your, your point earlier, you know, about owning a product-based business, um, it takes a long time to do stuff. You know, what seems pretty simple, like a hat or a shirt, um, at Runner, we believe in, like, creating our own fit, creating our own materials, like, really building and piecing it together so it's it's what we want. So if you're not buying something off the shelf, yeah, it just takes a long time and a lot of um, trial and error. Mm-hmm. So actually, on the note of timelines... What, uh, how long would you say it was from like, first, like you deciding you wanted to start the business to like the first hat being launched? And then now when you have like an idea for a new hat, how long does it take to go from like design to completion? And I realize it's all kind of a sliding scale, but. No, I mean, it, 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 yeah. So we came up with the idea of runner in April of 2018. We were running a race in Colorado. Um, and that was kind of like our trigger point to think about it. Um, and we, it took us, um, until April of 2019. So an entire year to get our first product in hand. Um, and it was three hats or three, you know, three colors or whatever. And we launched it and we were like, here it goes, you know? Um, so it was, that was exciting, but yeah, a year from like idea to first product. Um, now we're anywhere from like six months to a year if we're going to pull out a new product. So, um, like we launched a singlet past summer. 
summer of 22. And we actually started that process in March of 2020. So two years to develop a singlet. Um, there was a pandemic in between. So that's kind of part of it. And it was getting made in, it was getting made in New York. So, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what's hard too. You can plan for something like, oh, this is going to take six months to launch. We'll have it out. And then two years later, you're finally putting it out. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. You want to take control of your health, of your life, but honestly, who has the time to go into the doctor, get the requisition for all the blood work, and then go to the lab and actually have that blood drawn, then wait weeks for the doctor to get back to you with the results? No, absolutely not. Inside Tracker is the way to go. And bonus, you can do it from the comfort of your own home with their mobile blood draw. It is so easy. Oh my gosh, so convenient, so safe, so reliable. All you have to do is when you order your inside tracker panel, you actually just add the mobile blood draw option and then boom, suddenly you have a lab tech at your house at a time that works for you to take your blood. We did this last month and honestly, it was the easiest experience I have ever had with blood draws in my life. So convenient. And then the turnaround on the results is so quick and instantly you get this whole view of what is going on inside you with all of the important biomarkers that you need as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, as a go-getter. So definitely, definitely check them out. Save time in your day, add time to your life with Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw. And if you visit insidetracker.com backslash feisty, you get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com backslash feisty to get 20% off today. How do you, I actually didn't write this down on my list of questions I sent you and I should have. How do you keep track of all of the different things that are happening? Even like when you were starting the, all the research and all of that stuff, do you just have docs or spreadsheets or spreadsheets, spreadsheets galore? <laughs> um, lots of just tracking that way. And we um, use, you know, like Google sheets and shareable stuff so we can communicate with people um, all over. Um so it makes it easy that we can all feed into one thing because we are located in Redlands, California now. We have people in Texas and the Philippines and Atlanta and North Carolina and, you know, all over that have our pieces to us helping us do this. So, um, yeah, mm -hmm. collaborative document. Yeah. And how do you think about your, when you wake up, like, how do you think about your daily to do's? Do you keep track of that in a spreadsheet or is that just like a calendar or I'm, I'm old fashioned. I have like my good old handy dandy notebook right here. Nice. And so, um, it's because we are a small business and there's only five people on our team. Um, everyone wears a lot of hats literally and literally. figuratively. Um, so I try and just chunk my day into like, this is working finance. This is working admin tasks. This is product. So if I'm able to like break my, you know, to-do list up into chunks and focus on those things, that's super helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay. You mentioned, you mentioned the F word there, finance. Um, <laughs> I think this is something a lot of people don't think about right off the bat when they're thinking about starting a business. What's been, how's that been navigating this like small business ownership and all of the fun financial stuff that goes with it. Like, what are your tips for someone getting into this? Um, I think our biggest challenge in, in talking with other um, business owners as well has been bookkeeping is a challenge. It's very hard to find someone 
who understands um, the retail space because it is in retail and e-com space um, because it is different and it's takes a little bit different understanding. Again, for financing these larger purchases and buys and growth and all of that. Um, so my biggest thing is find a really strong bookkeeper who knows what they're doing. Um, we went through several and now we finally have a really good um, team and that's helping us really like answer some questions, plan well and all of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's another thing I had to learn just to like keep up. So mm-hmm. I was a math teacher, so maybe, but it's not really bookkeeping at all. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's especially like you might be in a better position because you actually started with sort of like, okay, we're launching a real business. I think a lot of people start in like a very tiny space of like, you know, maybe an Etsy shop or something. And then it kind of like slowly grows. And then they kind of hit a point where they're like, oh no, I own a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will, you know, um, I have a lot of like drive and energy and I get very invested in whatever I'm working in. Um, so I know once I put my mind to something, I'm going to work pretty bullheaded to, to get what I'm after. So I mm-hmm. was very diligent about setting everything up correctly and getting it laid out. Right. So that as we did grow, it would work for us. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really smart because I mean, not only are you setting yourself up, you know, legally and fiscally for success, uh, it's also the mindset of it too, right? Like you're, you're really going all in on that. You're not just kind of maybe hoping it goes big. You're planning for it to go big. Yeah. So I always, um, my husband is, um, very enthusiastic and very driven and very, um, like big dreamer of a person which is great. And I am more of the balance on that. And I am like the realist. I am the numbers. I am the what's, you know, doable and plausible and probably like, like to stay in a safer space while he's over there dreaming up the biggest dream you can have, which it's good because it's, it's a good balance um, for us to be able to work together. But I will say, I give him credit in the fact that he was like, this is what we're doing, going big. We're going all in, we're going to go on top. And I'm like, okay, you know, like in my little safe space. So um, yeah, that's kind of how we went into Idea Runner. I love that. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, working with your husband, uh, how, how is that? And uh, how do you handle <laughs> business disputes? How do you know when it's time to like turn off the business brain and turn on the like normal human brain? Um, that's probably the hardest challenge of Runner. Um, to be honest, it's... Uh, it's hard because in 2020, November of 2020, um, Justin decided he was going to start working from home. And my daughter was born a week later. So it was it was just like, well, I'm just going to work at home to get things set up. You know, the first three months I'll work from home and help you out. Okay, cool. Um, and then because prior to that, he was working in an office space. So I was able to like do my own thing all day. Um, and then the world shut down. And then we've been home together ever since working in the same space right over there. Um, (laughs) So there's a lot of togetherness. There's a lot of discussion over runner. um, But I think, and it's very hard to take it apart. Dinner conversations, going Mm -hmm. out on dates, they still always end up going back to runner because that's like our, our day-to-day life. And it just happens to work out that, you know, that's, that's our conversation. But um, I will say, 
again, going back to the idea that like we have the same goals, we have the same drive, we have the same you know, work ethic for it that, um, you know, you get it. But yeah, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I also run part of my business with my husband and we both work at, we've always both worked from home and it's, it's a lot sometimes. It is a lot. <laughs> yeah. We also moved across the country last year and stayed in a much smaller space. So I was working from the dining room table and he had a like, well, carved out a little office. So a lot of, a lot of close space together. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay. So the other thing that I loved when I opened my, my box of hats here, um, or box with a couple hats in it was that there were so many little details that I thought were just great. And that a lot of people don't think about like what goes into thinking about those details. So we're talking, you know, the tags, the packaging, uh, and then, you know, even looking online, you have, you know, such a good website, really great photos on it, you know, really fun social media presence. So it's not just hats. There's a lot of other things that make this business successful. So how how do you even keep track of all of those things? Did you have like a Pinterest board before you started with like, what tissue paper is going to go with this? Or like, how's the tag going to look? Like, um, I leave the design side of things up to my husband, ah. but <laughs> um, the I think like the idea is that like when when you see runner, we want you to like understand like who we are. Um, you know, we want to be a little, we want to be more fun. We want to be more playful. We want to be like not so serious. Um, so, and we also want to show that like we are a community. So like if you look at our hang tags, those are ambassadors for us that we that we work with to do like the photos for our hang tags and um, and our social media is a lot of just making sure we can showcase who we are and that fun side of things. And it's actually really hard to do that. Um, you think like, Oh, let's just get a picture of like someone running and having a good time. And it's really not. Um, so kudos to like our photographer and social media for being able to help capture that. Cause it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's more things that we want to do to make it feel more like cohesive, but yeah, it's, it's a work in progress for sure. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's so important to note it because it's, it's very, it's not simple to have hats, obviously, but it's just, there's so much more that goes into creating a brand than just the product. There's this whole overall like vibe and feeling that needs to go with it. And you've done such a good job kind of bringing that into it. Thanks. Kudos to you for that. Um, And I mean, that kind of leads to, I was going to ask about managing the social and the ambassadorships and stuff. I mean, how do you manage all of that as such a tiny team? Um, A lot of calm. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing for us has been picking the right people to do the right things. Um, And we, we just brought on our social media manager and he's now running our ambassador program as well. And I think, again, it's just, identifying someone who who is like in lack I can't think of a better way to say it like more on brand like we want someone who feels like they fit runner and not just someone who like manages social media we want you to like be one of us and be our friend and be able to like you know understand who we are um so I think being able to do that and selecting the right people to do the job makes it so that we can have a team of five people that everyone just really owns their role mm-hmm. and is also willing to like try new things. Like I haven't done this. I've never run a business before, but Hey, 
I'm going to learn and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do it. So there's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. When you got started, were there any like classes or websites or books or podcasts that you were listening to, to figure out how to run a business? Or were you just kind of occasionally typing into Google? Like, how do I do my taxes? Um, I, I will credit like being able to talk to people, like just other people who own businesses. It doesn't matter if they're in the same category, you know, same running or apparel or anything like that. Um, just under, just talking to people and figuring out what do they do? I mean, they've been through it. Right. I feel like that's the best way. I've read some books, you know, obviously, and listened to some podcasts and things like that. But I really think the most learning you can do is just talking to someone who's been in your shoes or, and who understands it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure. Um, and marketing wise, it's, you've mentioned being at races a few times. So is that a big part of your sort of like marketing thing? Is that like boots on the ground, hats on the ground? Yeah, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I mean, last year was really the first year that events kind of opened up. Like it was the first full calendar year. Um, and it was also kind of the, we just turned three in last April. So before this year, but it was our like Third year was our first time where we could really be out at events and showcase runner and, and talk. So I think that was great. And for runner, community is our big thing. So the more we can be in the community, I mean, I would rather put my marketing behind that interacting um, than throwing ads up on social media or Google. I mean, obviously, that would be part of it in today's world. But um, yeah, the more experience driven is where we like to go. Mm-hmm. and I mean bonus for you because you get to be at races <laughs> I'll take it I mean I, I love to travel and conveniently all the races are tend to be in really good places mm-hmm. now as someone who said they were shy in school how has it been trying to be like the the face of the brand and you know chatting with people at races because I'll tell you I can talk like this on a podcast but as a very shy person I'm a wreck if you put me out like a booth at a, at a race I uh- I, I love it. I love talking to people. I'm totally fine. Like, so in college, which was totally not me and probably the very last thing I would have ever done in my life, but my best friend convinced me to show up to rush for sorority. And I was in a sorority in college, which like everyone is shocked to learn that. Cause I don't come across as a sorority girl, I guess. Not that that's a bad <laughs> thing, but, um, I credit my ability to be able to talk in front of people and do leadership because of my sorority. And I got super involved. Um, I was an 80 pie and just, it was really good for me in college. And that helped open me up. Now mm-hmm. our photographer and social media manager will tell you, I hate being in front of a camera. So like, don't make you take a picture or talk in a video, but yeah, I can, I can converse and I enjoy doing it. And I like, me. well, I appreciate you showing up to talk and be on video for this. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> Um, okay. Looking back, you know, you're three years down, like you say, almost four, actually, now that I look at the calendar here, any early mistakes that you look back on now and laugh about? I don't know if that's like a, you know, you you (laughs) ordered lime green and you got like neon green in a hat or ordered, you know, 500 instead of 50, but yeah. Any, any early mistakes? (laughs) Um, kind of going back to like my husband being like all in, like, let's do more. We always have to do more, you know? And I just look back and like, I was at a race two weeks postpartum, like handing out, like, like working an aid station for a runner just to like, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, that was just 
not necessary, you know, like that was so silly, <laughs> but, um, you know, at the same time, I'm really proud of how hard I've worked for, you know, being able to do this. And so, um, you know, sometimes sure we made really not smart decisions to, to go do stuff because it did not pay off. Like we broke our Vitamix because we were blending too much like food stuff for the aid stations. And then like, I got sick cause I was out two weeks postpartum, you know, just like, but we're like, yes, we should totally do this because it's, people are going to learn about runner and like, I'm sure like one person did, but you know, was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have you learned, have you like set guardrails about saying no, like now we don't do X, Y, Z, or now is it just a little bit more, you're more comfortable just kind of be like, that doesn't seem right for us. Yeah. I think, um, I think I've gotten, gotten a little wiser at understanding, like if we do X, you know, we're going to get Y out of it and, mm-hmm. you know, it, just kind of making smarter decisions instead of more and more, more and more all the time, um, which is a lot less stressful. So it helps out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Out of all of the parts of the business, what has been your absolute, like what's your favorite part to work on? And then conversely, least favorite part. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here looking at my list. What do I love doing? Um, <laughs> I... I'm kind of torn between, so runners really working on building wholesale this year. Um, we started last year and this is our big year to be like in your local running store. So what I do enjoy doing is talking to shops and meeting people and like going to trade shows and, and talking about runner and just like meeting people that way. So I really enjoy like the relationship building side of things um, to that it's kind of funny because it's kind of one of the same. I hate doing sales. Like I hate, you know, it's like, it's like the same thing. Like I don't like to be pushy. I don't like to like, you know, like follow up and follow up and like, you know, keep going at something. So for me, I really enjoy the relationship building. I hate the stuff that feels like I have to do um, kind of salesy stuff. that I, don't mm-hmm. do. I get that. I get that. It's a balance. Uh, yeah. Fine. So you, you, what you just said there was the, you know, this year we're trying to go more wholesale. How do you, or where do you carve out time or how much, how much do you spend on like the day to day? Because I know, like you say, it's that like constantly balancing the rolling inventory and stuff like that versus the sort of long-term growth of the company. Cause I think this is where a lot of people really struggle. They're either so far into like the long-term that like they actually kind of forget that they had a shipment due today or they're so stuck in the minutia that it's really hard to think about you know, 10 years from now. Yeah. I think, um, my husband's really good at checking us and saying, are you working for your business? Or are you working to grow your business? And so, you know, you kind of have to like, just sit there and like, you know, look at your to-do list and say, okay, what has to get done today for like admin stuff or like shipments or payments or whatever. And then what do I need to be doing to outline all of my like future planning stuff? So, I feel like my teacher side of things helps and being able to categorize like what has to be done now and what is long-term. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, you find yourself getting caught up on small things and things pop up, you get an email and you're like, well, there goes half my day, you know? So it's um, definitely about. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, 
completely agree. And I will admit that I'm very bad at the long term because I start an outline and then immediately get caught up in like, oh crap, I didn't do this. And then I'm like back yep. to my to-do list. So something I'm working on here. <laughs> it is not easy. Finding. No. no. Uh, okay. And the other thing that I thought was fascinating about Runner is the give back. So on your site, you know, with every purchase, you're donating a portion of profits to initiatives funding local youth running programs, which I absolutely love. And you put it as because everyone should have the chance to be a runner, which is, I just love that so much. Um, Why, what made that so important to you? And also, I mean, to me, that's really smart business too. Yeah. So where it started is when I used to coach track and cross country for my kids at school and being a special ed teacher, my kids weren't necessarily, um, like, you know, hanging out with the big groups of kids. They were kind of more off to themselves. They were insecure um, and they weren't used to being good at things. But I would always convince them to come out and try running because really, like, you can run, you can walk, you can sprint, you can do whatever. And so, so many of them loved doing it because, like, too, you get a lot of energy and it helps, like, helps you with anxiety and so many different facets of, you know, your being. Um, mm-hmm. but they'd come out in like some khaki, their uniform khaki shorts and some, you know, black Converse. And I'm like, Oh, you know, so like, let's make this comfortable, but they didn't have the money on um, to do it or transportation was an issue for them. So I would normally buy out of pocket. So for me, I wanted to have runner be able to help get kids and get people running in general. So um during the pandemic and whatnot it was really hard to work with directly with kids and running schools were closed and programs were shut down um so we've been kind of creative in how we have been working with stuff like we do a lot of donations for cross-country teams for um banquets or for their students and um you know different different ways we're able to work with people we did a free training plan as like a couch to 5k for trail running that was accessible for everybody so you could get it no matter where you were so we really try and um uh you know see where we're needed and how we can be of help in different ways so we like to be flexible on it i love that um and also with with two is it two kids of your own now yeah i have two kids a six and three Oh boy. So are they running around in their cool little runner hats? They are. My son um, got his first pair of like ultra running shoes. He's finally a big enough kid to wear wear them. And he just ran laps around the cul-de-sac just all day. He just runs. <laughs> and then um, his sister will like, we'll go on bike rides and she'll get pulled behind. And she's like, I want to get out and run. And she'll just run and run and run. And, um, her brother gets mad because she's going to be my endurance al- athlete. She outruns him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Oh, okay. Well, this is, this is all so amazing. Everyone clearly has to check out runner and sort of see what we've been talking about. So tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find runner, all the places. Yeah. You can find us at runner.com spelled R N N R.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at, rnnr.co co so you can check us out there and follow along and be all be all over so amazing ah kate thank you so much for taking the time to chat today this was so much fun and 
I feel like I learned so much about the product space. Just bad yeah. news for me. I should never be allowed to learn about this stuff because it makes my my wheels start turning. But no, it's know. fun. It's challenging, but it's super worth it. And thank you for having me on and letting me um, share some of the things I've learned with Renner. Okay. I, as always, absolutely loved this episode. I thought it was just really fun talking about how to actually handle you know, all of the fun stuff that goes on behind the scenes in a business like this, which I was sort of aware of, but honestly talking to Kate and really like going through all of those steps and everything just makes me realize just how much work goes into every time we're getting something. And it also makes me want to support small businesses like this. Uh, just to, to point that out, I do think this is a really good call to action to all of us that, you know, these businesses take so much time and love. So whenever we can support them, it's really fun to, to do that. Uh, so I thought, you know, again, this is a very like, oh boy, there's a lot that goes into this. But it also gave me a lot of food for thought in terms of doing some of my own product type stuff. So it definitely has my wheels turning. Hopefully, even if you are in more of a service-based business, this has you thinking about, you know, maybe there's a product uh, that you could be making and uh, kind of adding as part of your, your side hustle or part of your business. So make sure you check out Kate, check out uh, Runner on Instagram. It's rnnr.co on Instagram. Uh, Check out their website. Definitely check out the hats if you're in the market for one, like I said. And of course, let me know what you think of this episode. You can find us at business.of.fitness over on Instagram. And I am Molly J. Herford. And with that, I will see you next week.